0: The IBM Cloud Platform Cast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloud Platform Cast. We're hosts from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. I'm Ian Lynch.
1: And I'm Steve Choquette. And today we're joined by our guest speaker, Riz Amanadine. Riz is the offering manager for our public cloud object storage. Hey, Riz, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me, Steve and Ian.
1: All right, so Riz, IBM bought Cleversafe back in October 2015. And I, I you know, I, I went and did a quick search on Google and it said IBM swallowed the object storage market. So it's that's how the the press viewed this particular acquisition. So let's start with the basic. What is what is cloud object storage?
2: Yeah, that I think that was an interesting headline back then. Um Right. So object storage itself, right, is a technology for storing data. It's an unstructured type of storage, so you don't have to worry about things like file systems. It's been out for a while, um, both, you know, customers using it on premise and then in the cloud as well. Uh, There's been some industry vendors that have had it for a while, including Amazon. Um, Really, it's a different type of model for storage because you don't have to really worry about specifying you know different attachments to storage or different types of file formats you can do things like store media files web content and you don't have to really do any kind of pre-allocation so you can just store as much as you need to Um, the service that we actually built around this is elastic so you can store and data as you need to small amounts of data to large petabytes of data so it's it's really driving a lot of the cloud data and, you know, where people are storing the data in the cloud, using it
0: with cloud services. So, Riz, Steve's not the only one who can show off and shows that he can read the internet before we record our podcast, but um, I was having a bit of a browser, around. I noticed on the one of the IBM blogs that you guys have made a recent, recent announcement or you've made some enhancements to Cloud Object Store, right? Around the start of June, I believe. What was that?
2: Yeah, so... It, just to go back a little bit too, so we, as we acquired um, Cleversafe Technology uh, in 2015, we've been working to get that into our cloud services, turning it into a public cloud service. We launched end of last year our first initial offering, and now we're continuing to do expansion by providing it in locations. So in the beginning of June, we just announced our first regional offering for U.S. South um, based in the Dallas region. So offering this service now to customers in the U.S. to store data. So, so this first announcement was really focused on our, our regional location. And as we go forward, we're going to continue to make some announcements and um, do other locations in Europe as we go forward
0: now. Okay, so the announcements around regional expansion then.
2: Right, exactly. Awesome.
0: Cool. So coming into many locations and more to come.
2: Right. And we're focused on you know the key areas, um, most, most of the hubs, you know, geographically where where customers can store data. And that's going to continue to roll out this year.
1: This this announcement, why is it so important though? I mean, why does it change the game for our customers? What can they do they couldn't do before?
2: Uh, It's actually kind of a combination of a couple of announcements we did. So so starting in March, we kind of actually, that's really technology and service-wide. We made some game-changing things by introducing a, a new type of, way to offer the storage service we called it flex so as a customer you don't have to worry about if your data is hot cold you know actively accessed or you're going to use it for archive you can store the data once and we basically give you the lowest price point we can and then you're you're just based on your pattern of access so we changed the the model from a business perspective by offering this flex offering um, and then as we continue to do these releases in june uh, we're expanding those those offerings to be you know worldwide, and we started with this new regional offering. So it's a combination of you know some of the things we did in March, the first quarter time frame, and what we just did in June as well.
0: so regional then and cross regional object store, that means that so I'm going to store my data in one place probably because I have customers there and closer to actually where the customers are based or I'm going to store it in another location. But besides being able to store in one location to another, what are there, or what's the other benefits, I guess, of having it just closer to my customer?
2: Yeah, so one of the models that we, we're really focused on um, as we introduce these cloud offerings is resiliency and durability of the data. So um, something that most customers, we want to make sure that they don't have to worry about that um, by us providing this resilient service so for for these two resiliency options when you deploy your data um there's this cross-region offering as you mentioned and then regional and what what happens with both of these offerings is the data is actually dispersed to multiple locations um, for uh, as part of as part of the service so for cross-region if you're really looking for business continuity across a geographic area the cross-region offering actually disperses data to three Locations. So, for example, in the US, um, it actually disperses it to um, US South and Dallas, US East and Washington, D.C., and US West and San Jose. And as you write the data, you don't have to worry about it you know, dispersing or where the data is going. It's actually done automatically over our network. Um, so, if, if a region is down or unavailable, you can still access the data from any of the other two regions. So this is a um, advanced business continuity resilient option, um, gives, giving you data uh, access if there's any kind of issue to access the data within a region. And then the regional offering also does the same, but it does it within a metro area. So for example, the US South, it actually disperses the data to three multiple data center facilities within the within the Dallas region. So if one metro area is unavailable you can still
0: access the data from the other two data centers. Wow, and is that all done through the cloud platform? The choice yeah, of being able to move it. Through. Okay, yeah, the, yeah, the, exactly. sorry, the choice of being able to move it through, right?
2: Right, exactly, and part of that is that it's available um, as part of your cloud platform when you deploy the data. Um, as a customer just storing the data, it's something that you really don't even have to configure. We do that all for you. Um, you're also, you know, not charged for the different locations. So it's one of the price point changes we made too, which is different than the marketplace. Uh, with competitors, it's, it's one single price point. You store the data. Uh, we handle the disbursement and the, and the data traffic to the other locations. Um, the main thing for us is just making sure that data is always available for the customer and and letting them be rest assured that, you know, they have their data access.
1: Wow, that's pretty cool. So you store the data once, and it goes to multiple places uh, based on how you set it up. So, so in that article on the the fifth of June, um, I saw that it said IBM now offers a storage class for every workload. Now that's you know that's the quote straight out of the article. But, you know, what are my choices? What what can I choose from? What you know, what might I do? Yeah, that's a good question. So, so really, the what
2: the model is is that. Um, when, when you have data or customers have their cloud data, they really have different types of access patterns that they're going to consider with their data. They may have something that you know, they're storing the data, um, but they're really not going to access it often. They might want to use it for archival purposes, um, really offloading costs from storing it on premise, things like that. And then you might have a situation where customers have what we call active or hot data which is constantly uh, accessing that data for say web applications or analytics. Um, So what we've done is mapped uh, what we call storage classes. So when you deploy your data buckets, um, you can specify the storage class. We have one called standard, which is really meant for hot or active data. Um, And then we have another one called a vault, which is meant for cooler or infrequently accessed data. So if you're accessing data, say once a month, maybe for backup, you're overriding um, you can use this cooler data class, and then we have this thing called cold vault, which is meant for long-term data retention, uh, archival, uh, where you're doing some some type of data you're maintaining it for audit, uh, those kinds of things. And then we also introduce something where you don't have to worry about if the data is hot, or cool, or cold. Um, you can just store the data, and we we kind of give you the lowest cost, like I mentioned, and then. Um, you're just charged the access fee that's the one called flex so what the real goal here was to was to make sure that we had these choices so depending on the type of workload um you can you can pick the choice that you need and and really what this means it's not just a technical aspect it's it's also giving you the lowest price point so if you if you have cold data we're going to give you a very low cost just to store the data because you're not really accessing it you're going to just store it you might access it once a year. Um, so you're just charged a small retrieval fee once you access it. So it, it actually helps the, the clients bring the, cost, the price down um, and their total cost of storage by offering these
0: classes of storage. So, hey, Riz, if I was a developer, right, and I had a small, let's say, I don't know what I want to call it, a, a piece of data that I want to play around with, let's just say, a piece of sample data, can I plug it into Bluemix and use the regional support?
2: Yeah, there's a couple of different things. So today, our current service is what we call an infrastructure service. So if you go to IBM Bluemix cloud platform and you sign in and you see our catalog, you'll see our service there. It'll be under infrastructure service. Um, So there is a few things that are a a little bit different there. One, it does require a a cloud account to do this, um, which is what we call an upgrade account in Bluemix. But yeah, you can create your account there, register in Bluemix, uh, click on the infrastructure service, connect over, and create an object storage account. And then when you do that, then you can do things like connect your BlueMix um, data to it, your apps. We are working later this year to do better, to, to do more integration into Bluemix to make it more seamless. So you can do things like application binding from Bluemix applications. But yeah, developers today can go to Bluemix. And, and register for the service and start using it with their Bluemix applications.
0: So, whereas if I wanted to find out more information about this, where would I go? Um, you can Google IBM Cloud Object Storage, and that'll take you to our landing
2: pages. And once you get there, you can even just sign up for a free trial and get started. So that's a good place to start.
0: Oh, cool. So what we were talking about, some sample data. If I didn't have an account, I could just go and link, create an account and link in my sample data, get up and running? Right. Awesome. Yes, exactly. Yes.
2: Yeah, there's there's actually, um, we can put the link out here, but yeah, there's a main uh, landing page for our IBM's cloud platform, and you can go there and you can actually uh, find out more about it. You can also register for what we call a free trial um, to get started at no cost.
1: That's great. Hey, this sounds really cool. It sounds like, especially the way it distributes the storage scattered across different places to give you the resiliency, and that you have you know all those choices for every single workload. now as, as we end up the call here, is there one takeaway that you would want our listeners to hear? Just one thing if they they finished and hung up that they would remember?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think the main thing here is that you know we're we've really focused on building this enterprise cloud class object storage to make your data secure, uh, resilient. Um, it completely integratable through the cloud. So this is something you know we've been working on for a while here, and by you know, introducing this technology now and the service offering, this gives us a way that you can store the data, you could use it with other services from IBM like Watson. Um, so just think of it as part of our ecosystem now, and you know take advantage of it. It's something that you know we're really focused on making sure it's enterprise class. So we're really looking, you know, for customers that you know want to use this, but also can you know want to integrate it with other services. So just making it available now um, in the U.S. and then you know stay tuned for some other locations that are going to happen worldwide.
1: Wow, enterprise-class object storage coupled with BlueMix and all the capabilities that are there. Hey, Riz, thanks again for coming to the show today, and from myself and Ian. Uh, I appreciate you being here. Folks, I'll see you next time on the IBM Cloud Platform Cast.